1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Hello, and welcome to Green and White, the Argyle Life Podcast with us this week we've got sam hello we've got adam hello and we've got a fantastic opening dare the season game to review and honestly there's so much to unpack from this my notes from this game are pretty damn extensive but i i don't know let's 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 open with the positives i'm going straight to adam he knows what i'm talking about
3: yeah i mean there's yeah I, I, assuming this is what we discussed about two minutes ago before we started recording yeah it, it, it's great stuff i mean you look at the the major players in this i and i I'll point out, I know we discussed two of them. I'll point out three of them while we're here. So we had um, Mike Cooper, obviously his another, I'd say coming of age performance. He set the foundations as, as we wrote about um, the week before in the QPR game and took it to another level within a week. He, I think I wrote after the game, like he was making his first league start and he's already performing as if he's been in the position for years and it's brilliant. And, you know, the the sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned, as as cliched as that obviously is, like you know, there, there's a lot more to come from him, you'd like to think, and obviously, you know, exciting times that he's come from the Academy as well. Speaking of the Academy, Jeff Gott gets the winner, makes such a difference from this time last year, where we were dominating games, making loads of chances and not finishing them off this game, not created many chances. Jeff Gott puts one in, brilliant looping header in the third minute wins us the game is fantastic but the one that I know you want to discuss Nick and I'm sure we'll come on to you on that one in a moment is the performance of Will Ameson who as I'm going to drop another cliche in. is like a new signing but seriously it's he, he slotted into that so perfectly I think the perhaps the fact that he worked with Lowe before has helped in there but he slotted in as if he'd never been away it was a wonderful performance he got the assist for the goal as well some ridiculously good wing play that you don't associate with a centre-back and and yeah you know it's uh, there's a lot of positives coming from one game when you look at the basic stats you think oh blackpool have had quite a lot of that game but when we look back on it and you know go through it with a, a bit of a finer comb there's there's so many good performances particularly those three that you can pick out that are only good news or good pieces of news that going forward into a hectic schedule to come
4: yeah, I completely, I completely agree with Adam. I think Will Blackpool um I put this in my in my player ratings article which is available on Argyle Life if you fancy reading it. That's terrible.
2: That is, um, honestly, that is absolutely terrible. You just say that I put it in my player ratings. That's like that's that's the worst salesmanship I've ever heard. That was well, just anyway, I, 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 about I, I, that was—it was just like it kept going on. Sorry, go we're back, guys.
4: <laughs> I, I put
2: in my article. You need anyway. you some lessons from Josh on how <laughs> to do that. I mean, too, I do too, but that was just awful. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, that's very harsh. Well, thank you for drawing more attention to it to make people more likely to listen to it now. <laughs> that's great. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I put in the article that um, whilst Blackpool probably rightly felt they should have got more out of the game on the balance of play, that's not to say that we were just purely lucky. Out of, the, out of the chances they had, and yes, they did have a few, not many of them were just down to bad finishing by Blackpool. Cooper made four good saves, two of which were actually very, very good. Not that the other two were, were shabby, but the, the, certainly the, the one-on-one at the tail end of the first half and the one in the second half, the low shot at around the 70-minute mark, both of those were, were fantastic saves that I think a lot of other keepers in this league uh, would would have let in. Um, so, you know, well, Blackpool did have... Go on.
2: Oh no, sorry, just I'm, I'm making squeaky noises to indicate that I think that's uh, uh, the sort of thing that someone who hasn't watched the rest of the league might say.
4: Okay, well may- maybe I've got more of a League 2 mindset, but, but, but the League 1 keepers might be a bit better, I'm, I'm a bit more used to seeing League 2 after last season, but... Um... Yeah, um, two 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 fantastic saves, two other ones that were still pretty good. Um, and the fact he saved all four of them, you kind of think, you know, maybe you wouldn't begrudge him if he let one of them in, but the fact he saved all four of them were very good. Uh, very good distribution as well. But uh, going back to the main point, um, could you say Blackpool were unlucky? Yes, in a way, but that doesn't necessarily mean we were lucky. They were unlucky in that they had a lot of chances and didn't, didn't score any of them in a sense. But we were we lucky? I don't know. Maybe a little bit, but primarily, what do you pay your defensive players for? You pay them to... Stop the champion. So you had the four Cooper saves. You had the great Wutton sliding block that prevented a, a what would have surely been a tap in for the Blackpool striker quite late on in the game. And Ainsley just constantly performing very well all game. So
2: I think the biggest I think the biggest shout out that I almost had coming out of that game was all, honestly to the entire team because the work rate was outstanding because we, we we pressed we pressed a lot in that game and the running just kept on going till the end and in particular. The two, the two players I'd highlight, the two players I'd highlight in particular, who kept running throughout, Mare and actually, a quick pause here. Nuble, is it? Not Noublay, so. as I think I heard someone pronounce it. Ah, uh,
4: the commentators were calling it. We're, were saying Noublay, but I, I've mostly heard Nuble, So I don't know if the
2: yeah, okay. commentators. I'm, I'm going to hold on. my hand up and say that I, I'm not actually 100% whether it's. I would have thought Noublay would have an accent on the e, and I've only ever heard Nouble. But that's my disclaimer there. Anyhow. Um, Mayer and and, and Nub- I didn't know Sarkovich either. For I think he confirmed Asarkovic, wasn't it? I thought it was Sarkovic in the end. Sarkovic, like, uh, yeah. Basically, me. either way, he confirmed very late on. that everyone. <laughs> <Well, not> Ever- <laughs> the I and a number of other people have been mispronouncing it for years. That was amusing. Um, anyhow, let's Nubel and Mayer are the two players who get a proper shout out for that because it- not that. other people don't deserve but they were on for the full 90 and they were the ones who were pushing all the way up into the Blackpool defence and then coming all the way back then pushing up and going back and it it was really summed up literally in the last 15 seconds I think Mayer tracks the ball from left to right harasses Blackpool's left back forces the ball back sprints the moment the pass is made all the way out to the Blackpool centre back he's receiving I think it's Nottingham and Nottingham's forced into a simple square pass rather than punting it long Newble then is straight up on him he presses him forces the mistake and that's full time blown, and that really summed up I mean that was ninety minutes and a pretty hot day of just non-stop running and fighting and like Newble for example was fight uh, he might not have won all his headers, but he just you know he didn't stop fighting, it was quite the feat of athleticism that um and just from the entire team because there was pressure on the ball up and down the pitch for the majority of the game, and that in itself was very impressive and shouldn't be overlooked as a factor in. In, in a good performance, yeah. um, I
3: mean, the the biggest compliment you can give them, I think, on that is that it it didn't look like a team that had just spent six months having played one game of competitive football. They seemed right on it. Their work rate, as you say, was was really good. I think particularly with newball newplay. I like newplay. It sounds better anyway. With with him, it's a case that yeah, you say he doesn't necessarily win all his headers, and but challenging for them. Is, uh, d- does a lot. It means that d- the defender doesn't have an easy header out. He can't pick, it up, pick out, say, one of the deeper line midfield players and allow another attack to, to build. And just by challenging and making himself a nuisance, Argon can then go ahead and win the second balls. And with the work rate that we had around him as well, that's something that can happen quite often. So for a team that have played, i say, one competitive game in six months, that's a really encouraging sign. And you know, hopefully it's something that that can can carry on because, as I say, we've got a pretty hectic schedule, particularly if we win tomorrow night. But can um, say a shout yeah. out to
2: Blackpool as well because I mean they matched us. Their their work yeah, as true. well was really. I mean, it's also worth noting Blackpool have been hyped up in pre-season. They've got a good, or uh, well, on paper, an exciting young manager who people are expecting big things from. Made some very smart signings to complement the style of want to play and they lived up to the hype in my opinion um we are saying that you know you know should they feel aggrieved absolutely cuz you know they, they they played well it was i thought it was a good game between two good teams and blackpool overall would have edged it and you'd say that they would feel disappointed to have not come away with at least a point
3: i would say as soon as that attack there was, there was brilliant attacking players <laughs> that they've signed for this level gel properly and they they start finishing the chances that they create they're going to be right up there. I mean, the fact that a team with those attacking players has gone through three games this season having not scored a goal, it's not going to last for long if they play like that. So I think we can possibly see from afar where where their problem's going to be for the moment. it could be similar to, to our goal last season in the sense that they just need that sort of Knack of finishing it and getting the goals flowing to to really start flying, and that that could be the case for Blackpool this season. But I would not be surprised at all if we if we found them right up there. Let, let's be fair to end.
0: Blackpool,
2: like they like us. I think they made ten, eleven changes. Maybe maybe fewer, but they made a lot of changes for the the EFL trophy games. Let's not to say they failed to score in three. Let's say they failed to score in two, because and you also factor oh, in that they had Stoke in the cups. I mean. It, but you the, wouldn't you expect know,
3: that either, with those players yeah. not to score in the two games. But I, t- I, take your point. I take your point. No, I mean, I yeah, think but, but, yeah, we it's, it's both caveat, agree. I'm saying. We both agree that they are going to start scoring before long.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I because mean, I mean, there's definite Let's not say negatives, but there's definitely um, some some criticisms and some improvements to be picked up on from this game that are going to need to pick up on going forward in League One. If it definitely going to compete for promotion. Um, but let's you know, let's finish off focusing on positives. Um, Sam, any more? I mean, we haven't spoken too much about Jeff Jeffcott obviously getting off the mark in the first game.
4: Yeah, very, very good. Um, getting off the mark that early, and it obviously Ainsley with the assist, not what you expect from the right centre back. Great cross into him, and then good poaching movement. Got got the right side of the defender, and was in the perfect place to receive the, the cross and headed it in, uh, very composed. By the way, Ameson could have had two, as a, centre, as a right centre-back, could have had two assists in the first seven minutes of that yeah. fantastic through ball to Jeff Jeffcott, which Jeffcott probably could have done better with, but there we have it. Um, and
2: Slop, Sloppy second touch, I think. It's yeah, touch and shoot yeah, for that. He, he ran it too wide, and he ran it very narrow as well. I'm not sure what his game plan was if he had got there and it's not one that tackled. perhaps
3: you'd think Hardy might have been a nice pass to have on the end of that, but I digress.
4: Yeah, but 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 overall, good from Jeffcott. Good, good. Again, say say, it wasn't on for as long, but like with like with Noble, good running performance, good pressing performance, showed the right movement at the right times, did what he had to. In that regard, he's about a lot more than just goals, Jeffcott. I, I had a lot of people sometimes say, yeah, you know, he, he's a good poacher, but but is he going to be good enough in League One against the smarter defenders, musclier defenders, quicker defenders? I think yes, because he's about musclier. more than just goals. Well, yeah, well, stronger. Well. Stronger, yeah, stronger. <laughs> no, no, Muscleer. Were you not aware? <laughs> Sorry. He's, about, he's about more than just goals. And I think on, on on a serious note from the fitness point of view, it's difficult to tell from the eye follow screen, but I think his upper body looks a bit bulkier, looks like he's maybe used lockdown well to yeah. you know, work working his upper body a bit, which would be again, good against defenders who are quick and, and who are powerful. So I think, are yeah, a lot of encouraging signs. We can only hope he isn't out for too long. We know he's not travelling to Orient. Loads come out and said that today. So we, we hope he's back in soon.
2: Yeah, um, I think the other person who probably deserves a shout-out here as well is I'd say uh, Kamara. I thought he yeah uh, put a good performance. I mean, aside from his giving the ball away on the edge of the area like a bit of a fool, um, he put in a good performance. Um, his pressing was good. Um, and to be honest, this can sort of lead me on to a point that I wanted to make was that I know Conor Grant was only on the pitch 39 minutes, but boy, he didn't really put in a good account of himself for me. Um, no
4: he didn't he didn't really get look we, we've had this on the podcast before I'm a big fan of Conor Grant he didn't really do anything much he had, he had the disallowed goal didn't he but that was about the only time I can really yeah. remember him getting on the ball Whether that, it, it looked tight, Nick's probably seen it more recently than me he's watched it back today I watched it live but it looked uh, it looked a very harsh offside to me and I, don't I, know I, what,
2: I think newville might be offside because like, I can't the, the camera angle won't show it Mo, Matchday Moments came out and hasn't sh- doesn't show it my assumption is that Nuble's offside because I can't I can't the interfering, interfering of play, Nubull. I, I
4: don't know. I I, I don't. I know, think really. it's a harsh. I think it's a harsh, uh, definitely
2: jumps for it, and jumping for it indicates that he's intending to shoot, and that surely mm. impacts how the keeper setting himself up is. I, I I don't know though. I really don't.
4: Yeah, fair point. But but yeah, so Conor, Conor Grant, not great, but giving him the bit of the benefit of out he came off with an injury. So maybe he was already feeling it for, you know, for part of the game before he came off. There is always that possibility, which would have obviously impacted his performance if that's the case. So maybe, maybe we've not, we didn't see a fully fit Conor Grant. But yes, uh, Camera came on and played a lot better. A um, couple of little moments it could have done with a bit more refining, but generally very good. And that great through ball for Telford for the one-on-one that Telford um, Oh, bit. I just wanted
2: a Van Persie shot there. First time left for volley. <laughs> <Bali. laughs> yeah,
4: great ball from camera. Not quite the finish we wanted from Telford, but great ball. Another player I want to just give a bit of credit to is someone who I, I've criticised a little bit in the past. Not, you know, that he's rubbish, but not liked as much as how many Argyle fans did. It's, it's Joe Edwards. I think he had a good game. Got up and down the ring. with, like, Got up and down the wing really well. Worked tirelessly. <laughs>
2: boxer famous. Yeah, got boxer up and down the ring. Yeah. Around yeah. the ring, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Cook, obviously, he's never going to be good in crossing as Cooper is on the other side. But all the other stuff, getting up and down the line defensively, showing the right movement, he was very, very good at all that. And. Um, yeah, but it was, good, it was good for the whole duration. Um, he, he briefly went over to the left side, didn't he? Towards the M and Byron Moore came on and he did the job out there as well. So yeah, um, good, good performance from him. He probably earned his space in the team uh, for another game or two on the basis of that.
2: Yeah, like I, the, the the point. There's a couple of points I wanted to make on Grant because the the areas he can improve. Like, um, Grant as recorded by Sofa Score. Uh, I think it's Sofa Score, isn't it? Um, Grant touched the ball nine times, like basically once every five minutes. I thought one of my problems was every time he showed for the ball, he was facing goal. He wasn't on the half turn, so the ball had to go backwards. Didn't help us get out. Um, But my big sort of problem with him was that his pressing and his sort of getting to the ball, getting into the zone of pressing was fine, but he never really got close to his man, and you can properly see it for for the Hamilton one-on-one if you watch it back Grant gets close to Keshi Anderson but doesn't actually He doesn't, there's no shirt, shirt. there's no contact Anderson's allowed to turn he flicks it around the corner and one of the things until then Arkle had done well was whenever the wingers had got it they got it on the half turn on the halfway line and Ameson in particular also Watts were pressed so high that they had to they, they couldn't turn and run And their skill is really in their dribbling and their speed and being able to run. Instead, he is basically saying, go on, we'll press you on the halfway line. You have to pick the through ball into Yates or whoever. And that's not their skill. And their long passing wasn't as good, and they often lost the ball. Grant doesn't press up into Anderson. Anderson turns, he flicks it, and literally everything sort of builds from there. The only other issue with that defending is Scott Wootten. For some reason, he decides to track Yates down the right wing, which just opens up the centre for... Anderson to plough into. He should hold his ground in the centre and encourage the ball out to the wing and try to cut the cross out. That was a mistake there. But otherwise, it all sort of tracks back to just a a, a piece, a lack of pressing there from Grant. And I saw that a bit throughout the the half. He was getting close to his man, but not actually pressing. And you compare that to camera, when he came on, within like two or three minutes, bam, he's he's right on Anderson. He's shirt to shirt. He's not allowing to turn. He's forcing him backwards. And that, for me, was a big difference and I saw sort of highlighted in player ratings on Tuesday after the um uh who did we play on Tuesday Norwich game that camera playing in defensive mid in that 3-4-1-2 wasn't as good because it it made him try to occupy space he wasn't as good at that but when you put him further forward in the 3-1-4-2 and he was pressing that was where he was really strong sorry that was yeah. quite long-winded but I, I just wanted to explain it properly
4: yeah, I agree. I definitely, I think with Grant, he's um, he obviously, you know, he's never. That's never been his real strength. He's honing himself on the game. He's he's always been a good passer, and he's been good when he gets the ball. That's shadow of a doubt. But even I, as a, as a big advocate of this, will always say that he needs to do more to impress himself on the game. So maybe the way it could go. Obviously, McLeod's a very good option now. But if McLeod would have a spell out, it would be Grant in in the deeper role possibly. I, I think he could do that. Yeah, I possibly. think with, with Grant,
3: like you said, Sam, there may be. A little caveat to what we can put on this game in terms of his fitness and pressing. The fact he gets injured so early, it may suggest that he wasn't 100% going in. We're, we'll never know on that one. But I think there's certainly, you know, something that we can caveat on his performance with that. For Kamara, though, coming on, I thought, you know, it may have taken him some time, I guess, to grow into the game. Maybe there were a bit of nerves at the start and it led to a few dodgy moments. But as he got there, I, I'd certainly, you know, be on board with what Nick said about the way that he pressed, the way that he you know, had that energy to, to get into his man, whilst also cutting off some of his passing avenues as well. You know, It's a classic way of pressing and you know doing it to to the effect that it worked out you know, it, to Argyle's benefit, plus the through balls that he played to Telford on another day. Maybe if Telford had played a few games and notched a few goals already, he'd have been confident enough to take a shot on early and we'd have seen him get an assist this opening game. So there's a lot there for for Kamara that I like, I think I'd like to see a full ninety minute refined performance from him to give me more confidence. But what he did certainly later on in the game was very good.
2: Another point was I was going to say was Cooper's defending, George Cooper, that is. Um, like for example, you know that Yates flick header, and um, for the most part, Cooper's defending one-on-one was fine. Um, and not fine, it was, you know, it was good. You know, Faced with a player with the ball, he generally put himself in the right position, he blocked it off, he sort of won the ball back. Except for that Hamilton one where he gives him all the time in the world to look up, pick the cross and then play it in a stronger left foot. He's got to press him there and you know, he just allowed Hamilton all the space he needed to get the ball in. But that one aside, his big issue was um, being able to focus on the man with the ball and his own the person he was meant to be marking, he was caught ball-watching quite a few times, just a little bit of movement off the ball, and he was too busy looking at the ball carrier who was being marked by, say, Mare or um, or Watts, and he needs to understand, like Joe Edwards was a complete contrast on the other side, his positioning was fantastic when you know he was positioning himself to intercept the ball.
3: In terms of Cooper, I think it's something that... I mean, there, there are, there's certainly some room for improvement. He does like to... As I say, ball watch, chase the man on the ball without realising, you know, there's a man on your wing there that you should really be picking up. But in the main, like, you know, it's one of those where the keeper of a year ago Defended in that game would have found it very very tough. He's certainly developed his game. wise certainly? I mean, how old? He's, he's 23 or something. I think like that. So if we really do want to play in there long term, and you now there's an argument that we could well sell him for millions further down the line. But if we do want to play in there long term, I still think he'll have the ability to to pick that up to get better at it as he has done so far. I do completely buy the point that it it, it wasn't perfect defensively from him, but I don't think we were expecting perfection at the same time. And It's one that I I still have faith that it'll come with with more match experience, getting back into it after those six months out. And, you know, I I, I feel like I keep on coming back to the point we've got a really hectic schedule and it's suddenly going to pick up very quickly. But it, it works at this point as well. The more it happens for Cooper in a quick period of time, the more I'd like to hope that, say, we're speaking in seven, eight games time, that, yeah, that was a really good performance that he's put in defensively, as well as what we know he can do going forward.
4: Yeah, um, I I agree. I mean, he didn't. It wasn't a vintage George Cooper performance. He didn't really show what he could do going forward uh, all that often. I felt he didn't didn't maybe really you know impress impress himself on the game quite as much. Yes, yeah, when he had to get back and when he had to mark. Uh, yeah, he he, he 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 was absolutely fine with that. I agree with the general consensus. But um, he, you know. I I feel that when, when you that wasn't the kind of performance we signed before. That's not to say obviously it was a bad signing, obviously because naturally it's always gonna be good games and bad games, but I feel if you maybe look at weaker performances players who weren't in the game as much, he was probably on the weaker end of the spectrum. Uh, I don't think he, he really took he could have took took it by the scruff of the neck like he can do at times. Um on on the subject of weaker performances, obviously, you know, we've we've mentioned Grant and we've mentioned um George, I've mentioned George Cooper a little bit in that regard. Um, we've we've given a lot of credit to newball for, for his fantastic pressing and movement. I agree. Where I think Nouble definitely wasn't so good was it was it, was it maybe his first touch and his decision making up front with the ball. I think I think that was a bit of an area of improvement. Often he would battle well to win it and it would get to him, but then he would end up he would end up giving it away a little bit. Would that be a fair comment? Do you think? To,
3: to be honest, it, it is not something I've, I've paid too much consideration to. But I mean, it's. It's probably a fair comment. Like he, he, he the, I think Nuble... New, new oh, I'm going to call him Nuble. I like it. I think Nuble's best work was was off the board. Nuble
2: reminds me of Schneblay from uh, from School of Rock. Ned Schnebl. It's like
4: it's like an ice cream isn't it a new or Something. It's it, it, something similar to that. That anyway, <laughs> is
3: news it, it? to me.
4: It's, it, I'm sure there's something like that. Unless I'm thinking of a knobbly, bobbly. That's probably what I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I've Adam, never heard on. of that.
2: I've never heard of that.
4: You've not what heard of that a that nobbly bobbly. bobbly? That's, that's, that's just that's worse than you never having heard of Billy Bear Ham. <laughs> that will get edited out. I don't care. <laughs> here <laughs> we there. go again. Sorry, was it an, an a nobbly? bobbly. I've Adam, never... heard, you know, you know you've that? heard of. One, haven't I've, you? never heard of it. <laughs> I've never heard of a nobbly bobbly. Oh, just Google them both of you, honestly. Get yourself an education. Just <laughs> <No>, please <laughs> find it? one for us. Well, they're like ice creams that are a bit knobbly they kind of all. That you, you mean things. Twister <laughs> no not Twister they're different I really <laughs> look it's one of those things like they've got, Marathon they've got like that changed their <laughs>
3: name 30 <Nobbly> years <laughs> ago
4: <laughs> they, they've got like an outer crust of like little like okay
2: that's like, probably enough of that I'd say just knobbly
3: <laughs> cr- <laughs> as we eventually go out we'll get comments in saying of course there's a knobbly How
4: have you not heard of this they, they've got an outer crust of like little sugary bits all, all over them life, oh, knobbly I'm, knobbly I'm probably not explaining it very well but yeah that
2: was hashtag Argyle life knobbly Bobbly. Um or however it's pronounced. Um, uh, I, I've so lost my train of thought. I thought, okay, on 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 Noobl, I, I don't know. I think that's a little harsh because I, I saw the comments at the time. Um, watching it back, I I thought for the most part it's fine. I thought it was mostly cause it's just isolated. It's not not easy when you've got say two or three on your back or you're trying to control a ball under pressure. I I don't know. I've got I've got a bit of sympathy for him. And there were a couple of times he tried the flicks and they just didn't quite come off. Um, I, like I say I I was willing to sort of forego that. I, th- I think for for me the big um the big issue was very much how our lack of presence in midfield and that really stemmed from um what was because the game changed, um knobbly bobbly. <laughs> Sorry, just you know when you try to talk, you try to be fresh, and literally in the back of my head... I brain go, just there don't, bobbly, don't, bobbly, 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 don't, don't bobbly. <laughs> say nobly don't say nobly <laughs> and, and the ball fell to nobly-bobbly, and it just... Um, yeah, anyhow, sorry, the game changed a few times um, from, like... Well, I, you know, I won't go into too much depth on that, because I'll be talking for ten minutes of length, but one of the phases, and it's probably the longest phase, probably from about, I don't know, half-hour half in off the top of my head until pretty much for the end of the game was Blackpool were obviously roughly 4231 i mean most formations point look at they look like they're 433 3, but in reality you had wide left Keshi Anderson, wide right uh CJ Hamilton up front Jerry Yates and then behind him was uh, Kai Kai right and that meant that when Argo were playing out from the back you've got Anderson on on Aimson you've got Kai Kai on cloud you've got Yates on Wooten, and you have got um who's left Hamilton on Watts um and 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 then you just you had Robson I can't remember who the other d- defensive mid was just pushing up slightly on Mare and and Grant or Kamara and just making it harder for the pass out and and in particular Yates was very smart in his pressing because what he'd do is when one of the centre-backs had the ball, so, so 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 from a goal kick they'd set up man for man there, but when in possession when one of the, the wide centre-backs had the ball, he would block off the pass to McLeod, and then when it went to Wootten, he would continue to block off the pass to McLeod, but also to press Wootten at the same time, meaning he had to go back to Cooper and it was really effective, and we couldn't find a way past it. Um, and like I said, I think the way to do that would have been to 3-4-1-2, because then you've got the Grant or the McLeod pass on and that would have Change that dynamic. I think we'd have been able to play out more, but then how would that have played further up the field? Hard to know. But it's it's what I was thinking throughout the game as a way of getting around that. But that press was very effective, and it just meant that we had to keep going long because we'd pass around the back three a bit. It would get too dangerous to give it to one of the wide centre backs, and then that's meant it was Wootton to Cooper to Wootton to Cooper, and then long. Um, and then generally we were fighting to win the second ball, and then that was where the chances came from. But that, yeah, that, that'd be my thought. I th- I thought Noble did a good job, and for the most part, maybe I'm being generous, but I thought we did a good job, and a lot of it was due to a very effective Blackpool press.
4: Yeah, perhaps, perhaps I'm maybe I'm being a bit harsh. I don't know. I just feel that he he maybe could have had could have had a little bit more about him on the ball than off it. But yeah, he he. What I will say, he certainly got better. Um, in the second part of the game, in the second half, and towards the end, and credit to him for that for that great bit of playing in the corner flag. So I think negatives overall. Uh, you know we we've had a little bit on individual players who could have maybe done a bit better. I suppose maybe, ideally, you wouldn't have liked Blackpool to have had so many chances. It would have been good if we could have controlled it a bit more. As as I've said, as I mentioned, a lot of the chances that they had were stopped by great goalkeeping and great defending, so it wasn't pure luck. But going forward from that, you you wouldn't really want to be in a situation where Blackpool had quite as many chances as they did. You would want to be maybe in a situation where we're dominating games a bit more. I suppose I'd ask, is that a cause for concern at this stage? Or do we say, right, we're playing Blackpool, one of the better teams in the league, Uh, you know, do we just accept that with Blackpool and, you know, assume that when we play someone like Shrewsbury, who with all respect to the mark is good, or someone like Wimbledon on Saturday away from home, do we just assume we are going to dominate the game a bit more and have a few more chances?
2: I I, th- I think the latter's a bit true. I think one of the reasons they had so many chances was because... Um, Couldn't be a good team, I guess. Yeah, it, but Both because they're a good team, but also because, because, like I say, because of the tactical setup and the way it worked, it did. I mean, they had a lot more of the ball. And, the, you know, they played some intelligent... Some intelligent play, you know, they switched to hitting long diagonals into the corners to chase, and they dominated the territory game. You know, this actually a game we missed Sarcevic because you could have guaranteed a couple of times he would have got the ball, you know, rolled Robson or whoever his marker would have been, and then all of a sudden he's charging for. This is very much a game he would have he would have thrived in. Helped from um, the
4: counter attack, yeah,
2: yeah, but it, it, it's not just that; it's also the way he would have done it. Um, but then, um, you know, I think it's also partly you look at. The question for me would be, was it systematic failure or was it individual failure? And for me, on most counts, it's individual failure. The first big chance on the counter comes because Edwards misplaces a pretty simple pass to McLeod and counter in the (laughs) ring. Then you've got the Conor Grant, if he presses Anderson and stops him from turning so easily, that counter 1-1, probably not a chance. The from the you know that great block from Ameson that's two players, Noble and Watts, both miss a free header at the front post to clear it. You got the one where Kamara miss controls on the edge of the area. So, a lot of these were just I'm going to put down to rustiness at the start of the season, yeah, and things that can be ironed out. And then, like I say, that Yates header Cooper just needs to press in. These are small things that they added up to you know to to a big cumulative effect. But I think if the opposite position team has less of the ball, then this is going to happen less, number one. Yeah. And then number two, it's also just, you know, getting back into swing of things. It's, it's, you know, basically the second proper match since we, the six months out.
4: Yeah. I, 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 I think really, it's
2: let's see if they continue. If the individual errors continue, then we need to rethink things.
4: Yeah. And what I want to say is, obviously, we, we are, you know, we're, we're talking about this from an analytical point of view because we always want to try and improve. But let's not forget, there's a lot more than good, more good than bad to take out of that game. It was a, strong rearguard performance against a good team. It was two good teams. Yeah. And that gives us a lot of hope going forward. Cooper and Jeff got both added a bit to their price tag. Mike, Mike Cooper, that is. And Jeff Cott both added a bit to their price tag. We showed we can defend hard as a team. We can defend well as a team. And with some threat going forward as well. I think a lot of players put in a very good account themselves. And if we can go toe-for-toe toe against one of the best teams like that and grind out a good, you know, hard work, well-earned win, then I'd like to see what we can do against maybe some of the lesser teams. It gives me a lot of encouragement.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's a lovely problem to have, isn't it? So many times we've gone into a season having lost the first game going, oh, how are we going to be able to pick it up? Was it just a good team we were playing or something like that?
4: Yeah, to
2: have absolutely.
3: won the game and now be thinking, OK, well, are we going to play like that every time? Was it just that they were a good team? It's it's a lovely position to be in on opening day, that's for sure.
2: I'd, I'd say before we do predictions ahead of both Leighton Orient and um, Wimbledon, isn't it? It's Wimbledon away. Um, I suppose the question for me is it was it was easy for Ryan Lowe and Schumacher to rotate the entire team for the EFL trophy game. But how do, so that was easy to keep his well that was an easy decision to keep his team fresh. How are you now going to deal with the you know the hectic schedule coming up? Cuz let, let's not forget if we win this game we're playing Spurs a week you know by the time this this podcast is released we'll be playing them in a week's time. Um meaning it's what Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, um, and and should also be added that given Spurs' um, European commitments, there's quite a strong chance of we be playing a very weak Spurs side, so that's a good chance to reach the fourth round. Not that it's worth it because the competition money is absolutely pathetic. Um, it's far more worthwhile to win the <laughs> EFL Trophy group from a financial point of view. But what kind of team are you playing for, Orion? Are you focusing on winning that to play Spurs, or are you thinking eye on the League One game, which really matters?
4: Good question. I incline towards a strong team. I wouldn't say no rotation. I certainly wouldn't play a team remotely like the Norwich one. I would play a pretty strong team. I would make a few changes. Hardy for Jeffcott is going to be the enforced one. I would maybe give Canavan a run out, drop one of Wurton or Ameson. I would probably... Put Byron Moore in for Joe Edwards or Cooper, just because, because Byron could do with a, a run-out. And obviously, Camera in for Kyle Grant is, is the obvious one. So I would probably do those four changes. I wouldn't do any others. I wouldn't bring in people like Lolos or Law, um, for example. I would do those four changes. I would stick with a mostly strong team, because ultimately, you know, it's not a great from the competition point of view. But if you, if we get through three rounds, it all tops up. Spurs, you've got maybe the chance of a Sky game, possibly. Who knows? Um, depending on what other teams get through and don't get through, but you've got the chance of a Sky game there. So I think it's absolutely worth doing and I think winning is a habit to get into. Uh, When other players become more match fit, when you get like uh, Sawyer um, and Reeves become more match fit, for example, I think you can then rotate a bit more, but um, I think as it is for now, keep with mostly the same team, go out there with the full intention of winning the game, but maybe make three or four changes um, just to keep things a little bit more on the fresh side, I would say.
3: You can't plan too far ahead because who knows whether they'll pick up Knox tomorrow as well and that could add another bit of rotation but yeah, I I pretty much agree with Sam.
2: Um, Alright then, uh, predictions for Orient away and then Wimbledon away. Go, Adam. Uh, 2-1 Argyle both times. Sam?
4: 2-0 Argyle both times.
2: Ooh. Ooh, I Uh, I think I'm going to go for an Orient win on penalties. Ouch. And then I'm going to go for a 2 0 win against Wimbledon, that's my thoughts. Um but thank you so much for for listening. We hope you enjoyed that. We are we apologize as well, I meant to say at the start of the show, uh, for missing last week. We are working so hard to get the season preview out. Um it's it's a lot of work, it's thousands and thousands of words, so I apologize for not getting that one out last week. But we are aiming to be weekly for as much of the season as possible. Let's see how long that commitment <laughs> lasts. But thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that and fingers crossed for a victory against Letting Orient tomorrow and the victories for the foreseeable future. Thanks so much, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.
1: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year.